0: Politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The conservative review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight anew for our life, our liberty, and our property in the way it matters and at the time it matters here at CR Podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back here today. Brand new week. Always exciting, never a dull moment in the Fourth Reich that we currently live in. And part of acknowledging the Fourth Reich is understanding what we're up against and fighting the right issues in the right way at the right time. Once again, you have this balloon story that, like everything else, will be focused upon like a shiny object. Just in the here and now, yeah, you know, it should have been shot down. No, it couldn't have been shot down. Yeah, Trump would have been tougher than Biden or whoever else, you know, becomes Republican president. This is why we need a Republican president. And then all the neocons are going to jump on and, you know, all those talk show hosts, you know who they are, that uh, oppose the speaker's fight. will say, look, you know, this is why we need to spend even more on the military. Don't even talk about cuts in spending. And we need to confront China. And meanwhile, they're going to confront China in the same way they confronted the global war on terror and the same way they confronted everything, and the same way they still want to be in Afghanistan, and the same way they still want to fund Ukraine, which has depleted us and distracted us from focusing on China. All the while, once you finally get to China, you miss the main point. The problem is us. The problem is the U.S., and particularly the U.S. military itself, is an asset of China. So how do you fight China by throwing more endless unaccountable funding at a military that couldn't even shoot down a balloon, either didn't want to or couldn't. There's no good answer. It's one of the two. Uh, So that means we've been lied to for years about our amazing uh, missile defense and how a a bird can't even get in our airspace without us knowing. Something is wrong there. And we need an accounting with the understanding that the the military – not the service members who join it patriotically, but the leadership is a greater threat to us than HUD, the EPA, and even the FBI. You know, Years ago, if I would have said, what's the worst agency? Well, you would have said the EPA, IRS, whatever. What's the best one? Oh, the military. We love our military. Yeah, but it's been captured. And now that it's been captured by China, by the way, it's the biggest threat to us. So until we break down the existing structure and reform it, and I, I'm I'm very skeptical that we even can, the destruction of our military and capture of it is one of the biggest reasons I'm pushing national divorce. I really don't think we can fix this. But the, the entire focus of conservative media is going to be way, way off kilter. And of course, we're always going to give you the perspective that matters with the action items that truly matter. First, our sponsor today, I've been promoting for many years iTarget Pro. It's a laser dummy bullet you put in your uh, either either rifle or handgun, comes in all calibers, and you download the app, shine it on a board, and you could literally practice dry firing, timing your shots accurately, lots of fun. Now iTarget has come out with iTarget Cube where basically you buy a set of cubes and you could put, I think, up to 20 on the app where you station them throughout your house and you can do real scenarios, taking down a house, clearing rooms, and you know you aim it at the cube and boom, the app will render your shots and it will also time your drills. You can even have competitions. So much fun. Right now, if you go to itargetpro.com, you could save 10% off plus free shipping with offer code CR. So a lot of you have been asking, well, I already bought it under the old system. That's fine. Your laser bullet will work. You don't have to buy a new one. You just buy the cubes. Um, so again, the letter i itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com, offer code CR. And, and by the way, I just should say, obviously, you have to make sure to follow all of the safety precautions and rules Uh, Make sure there's no one else around in the house. Make sure you have no live ammo on your uh, belt uh, so you don't, you know, accidentally put it in there uh, and obviously only point in a direction that you could point it. So, folks, you know, speaking of pointing in a safe direction, I mean, we've had a military that has misfired forever, You can't combat China if our own government is China, if our own military is bought out by it, and moreover, the very people calling, all of a sudden being like, yeah, Daniel, China, China. These are the same people who distracted us for two decades, depleted our will, our national resolve, the lives of our soldiers, money, weaponry, hardware, on literally harming our national security and then finally when we got done with the middle east now they're on to ukraine and they still want more ukraine and then they have the nerve to complain about china they're part of this so yeah it's an easy talking point yeah look at biden look how weak he is we'll be much stronger trump was stronger our next republican president will be stronger no they won't unless we fix the root of the problem it's the old saying that if you uh someone points to the moon, the fool focuses on the finger. So in this case, the fool focuses on the balloon. The balloon is not the point. Now, like any shiny object, a shiny object could be extremely important if it shines uh, resolve and direction on where it should be going. The bigger issue here is not that, oh, Biden's weak on China and didn't want to shoot it down. The bigger issue is this. Two things. Number one, so again, the fact that it, we didn't detect it before it got to the Aleutian Islands in Alaska, didn't detect it and shoot it down, demonstrates one of two things. Either they didn't want to because they're in bed with China, not because they want you know, counter intel to gather information on the balloon, so they need the balloon to go over all of America and just wait until the mission's complete and then shoot it down. Or they don't have the capabilities that we were told after all of the money we have spent. And this is really what needs a reckoning. For years, the neoconservatives, the Republican talking machines, Republican elected officials explain national defense basically like this You can never spend enough on the military. Keep spending. We love our military. Spend, 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 spend. No transparency, no uh, assessment of what our national priorities are, what ultimately, and the fact that national security begins with homeland security, that before we engage in escapades around the world, do we even have our homeland safe? And as we noted throughout the years, a lot of that had to do with the subversion in our own country, immigration policies, things like that. So when it was time to focus on Islamic terror in the 80s and 90s, we were behind the eight ball. And then finally when they did, they focused on it in the wrong way at the wrong time. And then, you know, because China was really the problem. And now that China, now they're finally onto, hey, China's the problem, but they're focusing on it the same way they did everything else a day late, a dollar short, and just on the wrong points. When frankly, our own government is the problem. How could you fight China if our government and, and sadly, military? is essentially a vassal of China. So until we deal with the problems at home, I don't care about foreign policy and yes, that even includes China. I don't disagree that China is our biggest foreign threat, but our biggest threat is our domestic threat and that's our own government tied at the hip to China. Now, obviously the two are related. But the point is that if you just focus on, you know, giving more hardware and money to the military, that's not that that's just going to give more hardware and money to China. Until you answer how we got here. And how we got here was we spent 20 years, trillions of dollars, thousands of service members lives lost and and tens of thousands um disabled. Distracted distracting ourselves on the Middle East. Uh you know Cobble Baghdad urban renewal projects, and, um, you know, just nonsensical refereeing Sunni Shia civil wars everywhere we could. So the same people being like, "Oh, Daniel, you can't cut spending. We're worried about the military spending. We have to fight China. The reason we're so vulnerable." is because they pissed away our resolve when we should have been focused on China on that. And as we noted throughout the years, um, uh, Islamic terror was all about the domestic subversion with the Muslim Brotherhood at home and immigration policy. And we refused to deal with that. We doubled, tripled our Muslim immigration, uh, went over there to bring them here, then felt guilty, refereed civil wars, brought in both Sunnis and and Shias through the refugee program in Iraq, And that's all we have to show for it. And and, and let's be honest, folks. Obviously, we all understand that Biden did this in the worst possible manner, the pullout from Afghanistan. But we did need to pull out. And let's face it, if not for Barack Obama in Iraq and Biden in Afghanistan, if we're left to Republicans, we would still be in both countries getting shot at, killed, depleting trillions of dollars of weaponry and resources and destroying our military. We finally got out of that, and thankfully we could focus on China. Oh, whoops, we can't because of Ukraine. These same Republicans, it's amazing to watch them. You have Roger Wicker. He's like, we need answers on the balloon. He's the ranking member on Senate Armed Services Committee. We need answers about the spy balloon from Communist China, how it's able to access us. It is clear that the standard protocol for defense of U.S. airspace was ignored. Mike Rogers of Alabama, the House, uh, you know, Hask House Armed Services Committee Chair. Um, he vowed to probe it. I think they're going to have a hearing uh, at Hask on Thursday. It's clear the Biden administration had hoped to hide the national security failure from Congress and the American people. But the reality is, these same Republicans, for years, threw endless money at a woke and broke military. And they didn't realize there's nothing unique about the military than any other government agency. If you if you throw money at a department and say do with it what you want, you're certainly going to get waste run abuse. You're certainly going to get the rent seeking from the private vendors, where they perpetuate rent seeking and a mission that is not in our national security interest just because of the money and the grift. And that more so than any other department when they have more power than anything in the world, it's going to create a deep state that's going to do what it wants. It's going to do what it wants. So you have to start treating the Pentagon with hostility to break it down in order to rebuild the military. Otherwise, they're just perpetuating the same mistakes. And by the way, the same neocons saying, oh, we got to focus on China and more money and more funding. And again, I don't disagree that China is a problem. I'm just saying... They're the same ones still promoting Ukraine, and, and if not for Biden and, and Obama, ironically, they would still be promoting the Iraq and, and, and Afghan wars. They would not be done with it. That's why we are where we are. Um, my buddy Pedro Gonzalez, he quotes a friend of his who's a defense analyst who, who put this very, very succinctly, kind of where we are in the military – And he explained, I'm trying to look at the quote here. Darn, I don't have it here, but it's basically like we pissed around all our time dealing with how to go after goat herders and, you know, raising the rainbow flag over over Baghdad and Kabul. You know, now we're caught with our pants down that do we even have something to protect our homeland? Was this whole missile defense thing a lie? Was all this stuff a lie? So I want to delve into this, you know, a little bit deeper. But this is the painful discussion that Republicans and the conservative media don't want to have. It's not just, "Oh, Biden sucks." Yeah, I mean, that's that's an easy cheap talking, but we know that. Biden's bought out by China. Yeah, okay, we know that. But what are you going to do about it? The, the the same neocon mentality that got us into this and just as badly as Biden still persists. This is why we need a Republican president. No. You see the thing with the Republican president is you know, I've been very critical of Trump and he appointed idiots like Mattis and, and all these generals. He 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 famously said that the generals had been reduced to rubble and then he appointed those very people to civilian positions. But I have no doubt on the military issues, his heart was in the right place. He, um, he de- definitely recognized the problem. I've always said his foreign policy was better than his domestic policy. And, you know, he recognized that the military general's leadership was, was terrible, that it needed to be cleaned out. Every step of the way, he was stymied. So he um, – and look, I, I, I have no doubt DeSantis has demonstrated a, by a factor of 100 he's more competent and actually getting the government he controls to work in tandem with him. But, you know, there's one thing doing it in, in Florida. There's quite another thing, the U- United States military, which is the ultimate deep state. It's an autonomous power. He asked them to pull out of Afghanistan. They said no. They rebelled. They didn't want to do it. Um, and he gave in. He said, let's cut the tranny stuff. They rebelled. They openly rebelled. You had that famous hearing in... Like the summer of 2021, I want to say, um, Mark Milley, based on statements he made and stuff he wrote in his book, um, he had these conversations when he was the joint uh, chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff under Trump. So he had these conversations with uh, the basically the top general in China, saying. B- basically tipping them off. Don't worry, Trump's not going to attack you. And he was asked point blank, wait, wait were you tipping them off? Are you going to tip them off? And it seemed very clear. He said, like, yeah, to avoid war with Beijing, I would tip them off. Who's the Ch- chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff? Under Trump. I mean, we, we know that, that the military leadership every second undermined him. And again, we, we could talk about Trump's competence and maybe other people could be more competent than he was, but it doesn't change the fact that we have a deep-rooted military defense intel establishment. I don't even know what you do with it. They're bought out by China. They are China. They're owned by China. They don't need the balloon. They they, they have assets in every corner of our military, economy, academia, media, society. There's nothing they don't own. The balloon is nothing. And the fact that they're saying, you know, oh, Trump had three balloons when he, when he, when he was president. So again, the fact that, they're, that, that the defense establishment is saying that is very disturbing because one of two things is true. Either they're lying, which is very dangerous, or it is true and Trump's top officials, including the president himself, were never told of it and they purposely didn't tell him. And that in itself is, is a huge problem. So it's not just a problem of Biden as president. The military is the problem. So when all these neocon talk show hosts and their, those who reflect their values in the Senate and House Armed Services Committees and advisors to these presidential candidates, they say, oh, we need to bulk up against China— Well, if you just do what we've been doing until now, pissing away $850 billion a year on defense, you're going to get more what we get, which is no accounting for where that money comes from. We don't seem to have it even for our own homeland defense, despite all the money we spend. It's woke. It's broke. It's bought out. It's spied upon. And then these same people are still pimping Ukraine. Our other sponsor today, by the way, speaking of spying, there's no doubt our military is spying on us, which is a whole other issue. We need to audit all the programs where they spy on the American people, do psyops on the American people like they did during COVID. But the reality is, every time you go on the web, your are browsing history, online searches, location data, it's tracked, It's it's sold. It's sold to a bunch of people, but particularly we now know it's given over to the Department of Homeland Security. It's given over to the IRS. I, for one, don't want the tax man showing up at my door because of some search I did on my phone. So to mask my digital footprint, masks don't work, but these type of masks do. I protect myself with ExpressVPN. It's one of the easiest ways um, to tie the hands of these data brokers and make your presence online anonymous. When you're connected to ExpressVPN, your IP address is hidden, period. ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network traffic to keep your data safe from hackers on public Wi-Fi. Um, that's why I got ExpressVPN on all of my uh, devices, and you could do that. With one tap of the button, you get five devices for a family plan. Visit expressvpn.com conservative right now, and with that link, you'll get an extra three months free through my special link, expressvpncom com slash conservative. That's expressvpn.com slash conservative. And by the way, I would say one big action item we're pushing in, in all these state legislatures, we absolutely need a bill that completely blocks and criminalizes any private data broker, tech company, anything from sharing your private data or medical information with a federal agency, unless there is probable cause that you have committed a federal crime that that they're investigating you for. Um, that that is a baseline bill that we need in every every state. Among you know the typical things that you can't censor and delete, and you know that that's being passed around. Bills like Kansas Senate Bill Fifty, things like that. Um, but just to get back to the military and China and what, what we're talking about, you know, again, it's so funny with all these neocons, oh, China, 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 uh, suddenly they, they, they find religion, but they're the ones that screwed us. It turns out it came out that um, as early as April of last year, so maybe two years into the war, there was an actually officially, there was a a, a summit with Russia and Ukraine. And they're going to forge a peace deal. Um, And it turns out, the former uh, Prime Minister of Israel, Bennett, he claimed in this interview that the West blocked a draft peace deal between Russia and Ukraine. Um, I mean, this is a former Israeli Prime Minister saying this. He said that he believes Israel's national interests would be served by a policy of neutrality. And he's not wrong on that. I mean, he was horrible on COVID, but he's not wrong on that. And he said Putin's perception was, wait, when the wall came down, we reached an agreement with NATO that they wouldn't expand. Why are you introducing Ukraine into NATO, he said. Um, and he noted, Bennett flew to Moscow on March 7th, again, shortly after the the... War began, and he said Putin made two big con- concessions. He promised not to take out Zelensky personally, and he renounced disarmament of Ukraine. The same day Zelensky also made a big concession. He, re- he backed down on joining NATO and and this was like, you know, very close to getting a ceasefire. Um, they were both being pragmatic, according to Bennett. but he basically goes on to say that various Western leaders like the U.S. and Boris Johnson, at, he was the U.K. prime minister at the time. They just, they just pushed it on. And again, I think we all know that the Western oligarchs have so much riding on Ukraine more than Zelensky himself does. Um, and what that is, I mean, we can only begin to imagine with some of the uh, Hunter Biden stuff and Metabiota with the biolabs, but you know that's probably just just one aspect of it. But th- this is the thing, all these neocons, all these Republicans, all these, almost almost every Republican bought into this. And and on the Senate side, they still do to this very day, oh, well, we, we, we don't have anything in China. Yeah. And then now what's, what's unbelievable is, at the, I'm not kidding you, at the same time, these dudes are complaining about um, a, a weapons shortage, a weapons shortage. So literally it's it's the funniest thing there it, uh, Congressional Quarterly has like a morning briefing. So it's like <laughs> article number 1 Republican lawmakers vow accountability after Chinese balloon. Article number 2 White House keeps aid flowing to Ukraine but lawmakers renew calls for jets. So Lindsey Graham is like he signed the letter with Blumenthal and Sheldon Whitehouse saying, "Hey, you know, th- 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 it's not clear that the security assistance has paid dividends." Enabling Ukrainian battle successes. More must be done. They need jets. Like, I mean, it it never ends. So they complain about China, and then the third article is: U.S. lawmakers are sounding the alarm about challenge facing U.S. defense industrial base as the war in Ukraine strains weapon supplies. It could take years to uh, replenish certain types of weapons the U.S. has sent to Kiev, with no easy way to ramp up production quickly that has policymakers deeply concerned about whether the U.S. would be able to field enough weapons if conflict broke out in the Taiwan Strait. And basically they're referring to uh, this study from the Center for Strategic and International Studies that the U.S. would run out of critical weapon systems like long-range precision-guided munitions less than a week into a hypothetical war with China— The war in Ukraine has shown us that our industrial base is not prepared. It's not producing the kinds of munitions and material we need for conventional war and for conventional deterrence. It's a wake-up call. And they basically note that it would take eight years to replace Javelin anti-tank missile systems and 18 years to replace Stinger service-to-air missiles. All systems, by the way, that they liberally just sent to Ukraine. So like, hey, China, China! Biden's not talking China. Hey, there's a... Depletion of of our weaponry. And then these guys think it to this day it's not enough what we gave to Ukraine. And again, that's emblematic of what these people did for 20 freaking years. In Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Somalia. Just pissing around all the while advocating for more immigration and refugees from those very countries. uh, You know, coming full circle. So this is the thing. We pissed away years, decades, playing cops and robbers. Indians and cowboys all over the world on things that do not affect us, things that depleted our resolve, ruined our diplomacy. Then they did this with Ukraine, and none none of us are fans of Putin, but the reality is any sane person would say, whatever threat you think Russia poses, China's a much bigger threat, and we could have, you don't have to become an ally with Russia, but we could have strategically driven a wedge between Russia and China in pursuit of our bigger threat, and instead we united them against us which was stupid, and then now they're like, yeah, we need to spend even more money on, on, on China. But the reality is, everyone's missing the point. We have been spending record sums of money on the Defense Department. How is it that we are so depleted, something doesn't add up? Between the woken weaponization of the military, between just pissing away our resolve in theaters we shouldn't be in, between the grifting, the waste, and everything, and that's just the beginning, before you get into, you know, probably moles throughout the military. If you continue to send more sums of money down that rabbit hole, you're going to perpetuate the problem. It's a policy problem. We need to look holistically at the military from ground up. This, a sane country... Our state the Republican Party would have all of its members of Foreign Relations, and Armed Services Committee, and an Appropriations Subcommittee on, on, uh, on Defense solely focused for the next few months on how to reorient, reorient the spending and the policies of the military. Think about this. This is, what, this is the big thing that the whole balloon thing reveals. We didn't need the balloon for this. It's just now that people are focused on that. It's worth bringing this up. In 2021, the U.S. spent $801 billion on defense. That was before their 10% increase. Now it's up to $858 billion. But when it was $801, I'm just using the old numbers because um, you, know, you could find this all over online. I forget which organization did this. But they have a data point that uh, $801 billion on defense is more than... The next nine competitor countries combined, and that includes China, China is something like maybe 290 billion. So we should be crushing them. We're up to 858 billion. And again, this is year after year after year since since World War II, basically. What do we have to show for it? There's something really wrong with that. There's something really wrong about that. And, and again, that it's not just eight hundred fifty-eight billion. That's DoD. We have we have defense-oriented money throughout all of um, all of uh, our budget. We have the Department of Homeland Security, which should be focused on things like this rather than you know persecuting Americans and other stupid projects they have. That's sixty-one billion for the Department of Homeland Security. We have Milcon, which is military construction. That's nineteen billion and we have another $21 for the Department of Energy's nuclear weapons program. And then, of course, we can't forget, because I want to give you a sense of how much money we spend on defense. We have the the VA, the Veterans Administration. Let's not forget, oh, well, that's veterans, that's not the military. No, but that's born out of, when you have a military, when you want to sustain the military the size that we have and make the commitments to them that we do, and then you want to have the engagements overseas and deployments that we did that just put them into meat grinders and created so many disabled and PTSD and everything, well, the VA budget is $135 billion a year. So I I include that in the broader defense spending because, again, those are all consequences of our wrong-headed defense policies. I mean, so you add that together, and you have on Homeland Security and the military... And the VA over a trillion dollars a year. And what do we, And they're like, "Oh, we have no weapons. We can't fight a war with China. We, 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 we can." You know, the whole thing about the, our homeland being like the most impervious thing around was a myth. Again, the Republicans, if anything, are slightly more responsible than even the left. We stupidly bought into 20 years of conservatism was pissing around in the Middle East and the Democrats oppose it for their reasons. But they did oppose it, most of them. Now they do, because they're also, you know, obviously unprincipled. You have that GAO report from just a couple weeks ago. $220 billion in gear given out to defense contractors is missing. And gear doesn't mean like backpacks. They call it government-furnished property, that includes things like ammunition missiles and torpedoes and they note that 220 billion is likely significantly understated in November the pentagon failed its fifth consecutive audit in which only 39% of the components of the military that compose 7 trillion in assets were given a clean bill of health financial health that is in terms of accounting for its assets So, like, this is the discussion we need to have. It's the waste. It's the grifting. It's the overseas missions. It's obviously the wokeness. And it's a senior military leadership that is owned by China, owned by the WEF, owned by all the things that hate us. Until you fix that, and a lot of say, well, Daniel, I agree, but we still need to spend a lot of... Yeah, but if you don't fix that, Then spending more money, we did spend more money. What do you think we did under Trump? Like, folks, we were told that Obama destroyed the military. And Trump, what was the big line of Trump? He had to agree to all those debt ceilings and omnibus bills and have record spending for the IRS and the FBI and all those agencies because we need to rebuild defense. He literally, literally said this in his signing statements with all those omnibus bills. OK, fine. So at least, you know, after having the woke and weaponized government, we have an amazing defense. No, we're left with an even worse woke and weaponized DOD, and we don't even have the the toys we suppo- supposedly had to deal with it. So that's the bigger issue. That is the bigger issue here. And until that is dealt with, we're done. Think about how out of control the military is. Think about how out of control they are. Um, this is from just the news last week. The United States Military Academy at West Point is reimposing restrictions on unvaccinated cadets despite the lifting of the military's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, reports military attorney R. Davis Younts. Reversal that comes even as Congress mulls legislation seeking redress. So basically, they're putting travel restrictions. We're finding that they're putting deployment restrictions. We're finding that they're still finding ways to screw with, um, and I'm getting reports all over the place, they're finding ways to screw with soldiers. Folks, this is after a bipartisan Congress and Joe Biden signed the NDAA that prohibited the military from from doing this they don't they do what they want we have the ultimate nightmare of a military not in control of civilian hands it does what it wants now the fear was that they would just start conquering things without us but <laughs> at least that would be okay like if they're tough on china i mean i'm not saying you want that you want to be able to control it but no their assets of china against legislative and statutory Uh, moorings. They're they're owning us. They're spying on us. They're creating pathogens. So, you know, it's hard for conservatives to think this way, but the military is gone. It it is, is, I don't know what to say about it. I don't know what you do about that. But the answer is not in a vacuum just to continue doing what we've been doing on everything else, except now it's China, another military buildup for China. Um, you need to answer why and how after years of spending more than the nine next countries put together and that includes three times more than china we would lose a war with china why and i'm not just getting cuz it's a bunch of balls cutting weenie you know hormone injecting homosexual military loser you know that that's that's one aspect of it but even from just a kinetic force standpoint that seems to be the case. And until we answer the why, and then how we're not going to have our next tranche of military funding go down that same rabbit hole, you're just going to further exacerbate the problem. This is the sort of out-of-the-box, broader thinking that is absent in modern-day conservatism. For years, I used to be one of those. Yeah, just spend as much as you want on the military. Military, military, awesome. Awesome patriotic yeah but if the military is captured then it's an even worse problem than the epa and the irs and hud and the fbi i mean conservatives couldn't have pictured a few years ago talking about the fbi the way we do but i got news for you that applies doubly for the military if you have a rogue military that's even worse than anything, and, and, and we can't forget the laws of economics, the laws of political theory, the laws of corruption, the military is not immune to that. Just because we believe you need a military as opposed to the Department of Education and HUD, which we shouldn't have, it doesn't mean the rent-seeking problems aren't there. But the problem is the Republicans were like, in order to be patriotic, you're going to have more money and more weaponry and more power— than anyone else, more capabilities, more technology, and you're going to have less oversight because we want to be patriotic. Well, what do you think that's going to breed? Decades worth of this. So until we deal with our own government being an agent of China, you know, economically and culturally, and then in the military, you can't combat China. So again, this is just a long way of saying the calls are coming from the home. The problem's at home. And by the way, you know, like this is also stupid strategic thinking, missed opportunities, unless Republicans are planning this and I just don't know about it. But now that everyone's hyped up about China, I mean, even the Democrats are, you know, everyone's kind of competing with themselves to at least posture tough on China. Now would be a perfect time. Not to focus on, on balloons, but to bring up Chip Roy's longstanding bill that never got a vote, banning Chinese land ownership in this country. You know, We're talking about doing that at a state level, but you know, we can only do it in the states where we obtain enough power to get it passed, and that still is a major action item for our teams at a state level. But have the feds just ban it. Ban it at a federal level, they could do that. A foreign government or entities associated with the CCP... Cannot purchase any any land, all land, whatever type it is. How about that? Put that on the floor now. Put that on the floor right now. I don't understand how you could lose with that. But again, that is a big action item um, that you should call all of your representatives, even the Democrats. You know, because they're all pretending to be tough on China. Okay, could we stop them from, you know, you're worried about some uh, spy drone or blimp. Well, what about their ability to buy all this land around military installations? So, again, Chip has a bill. And I'm just trying to pull up here the number of it. It should have a number by now. It didn't at the time of the press release, so I just don't have it in front of me. But if you guys just Google it, you can look up Chip's website. You'll find the bill number if you want to call your representative. And I just want to close the loop with this China stuff before we just move on to uh, other stuff. You know, you might have seen this story over the weekend, just embodying how the balloon is just the tip of the iceberg. Biden admin transfers a Guantanamo detainee to Belize. Um basically there's this guy, Majid Khan. He was one of the masterminds of 9-11 and they, they let him go. They let him arrive in Belize and they're paying for his resettlement in Belize. Um, I've been given a second chance in life and I intend to make the most of it, said Khan in a statement. Um, and they make him like a big hero. He's a Pakistani citizen. Uh, but he was a legal U.S. resident. Um, he went to high school in my hometown of Baltimore. In 1998, he returned to Pakistan in 2002, and joined Al Qaeda, and became a direct subordinate to Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Um, and yeah, he was let go, let go, and he was resettled. You know, there will likely be people on January 6 getting more prison time than he did. And and that's my broader point. This case, this this um. Majid Khan case brings out the embodiment of the failure of the global war on terror that we must not repeat with, you know, our focus now on China. And that is the problem is within. We brought these people here to our country in large numbers. And then we distracted by going over there. And then the more we went over there and created all these wars, we felt all guilty and brought in even more to this very day. The Afghan refugees, all these Republican governors invited them in, want more. That's the biggest problem. So our government is subversive. They let these people go, they pay for them. Our military, our, our, our intel, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I, I don't even know what you do. This is why I wa- want national divorce. This is why I would rather make red states red rather than run our best guy for president because I don't even know what you're going to do about this. I don't know what you can do in this late hour. But at a minimum, with Republicans in control of oversight in the House and the budget, I'm going to pressure them to focus on the right things. I don't know if it will help, but it's the best we can do. So that's the point. The, The blimp... The balloon and the banter about it back and forth, about who could have shot it down and and did did it apply under Trump or not. It's all shiny object. Oh, we need to focus on China now. Well, yeah. But the reason why our government is so weak on China is because it's bought out by China, first and foremost, the military. So, again, this is the broader purview you're not going to hear elsewhere. So, folks, I think now is a good time to transition to, you know, the latest on the medical freedom fight. And the two are really related because, again, we became like China. Our government is China. What could be more like China than forcing human beings to function as a human life to inject poison in their body or cover their mouth and nose? So I have an article out today. It's time to put a nail in the coffin of the mask religion at once and for all. And this is a clarion call to all of you. Um, Our ConAction teams, Constitution Action Network, our legislative Liberty Strike Force teams we've set up. By the way, we have uh, about a dozen states we've set up. Um, If you want to join, go to ConAction.network. The names will automatically go to Team leader. Um, we don't have a team leader everywhere, but we do have in, in a number of states, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, West Virginia, Iowa, North Dakota, Tennessee, Indiana, Nebraska, and Alaska. Um, I still need a team leader willing to, you know, has the acumen and the time and energy to coordinate the names who signed up for Wyoming, Montana, South Dakota, Idaho, and Oklahoma and Arkansas. Those states in particular, I'm looking for Mississippi. I'd throw in two. Um, so anyway, there's only one state where we've buried masks, and that's Florida. And and even then, it's you know, pending the session, uh, because their session doesn't start until March. Most other states are like, oh yeah, we're we're done with it. No, you're not. They're still doing it in hospitals. People are still getting fired for not wearing it there, and they could bring it back anytime. So this has been universally repudiated. So I just want you guys, you know, to, to take this to your legislators. There is a large sample size, randomized controlled trial, the first of its kind of children wearing masks in a community setting in um, Guinea-Bissau, 40,000 sample size, and they actually basically showed that there were more hospitalizations and all-cause mortality in the mask group than in the trial group. I don't know if it was statistically significant, but it certainly didn't help. You know, because there was this thought. Well, it doesn't stop you from getting it, but just like with the vaccine, it reduces the viral load, so then you don't get as as sick. That was like some stupid thing that was put out. So clearly, this is this shows not. And then obviously, I'm sure many of you have seen it. This new rigorous Cochrane analysis of 11 randomized controlled trials and a total of 78 all call all types of studies. With over six hundred thousand people pulled together, that wearing masks absolutely does not help. This thing has been buried over and over again, and then obviously, as we well know, um, as we well know, it increases your CO two levels. Last year, there was an Italian study uh, that found even short term mask wearing. Um, results in an increased inhaled CO2 level greater than 5,000 PPMs in 90% of 10- to 18-year-olds who are wearing it in that study. Um, Shortly after wearing surgical masks, inhaled CO2 approached the highest acceptable exposure threshold recommended for workers, while concerningly high concentrations were recorded in virtually all individuals when wearing FFP2 masks. Those are those like kind of respirators. Um, and the CO2 concentration was significantly higher among minors. OK, so it is shocking. We only have 11 of the red states, less than half of them that have even banned um, school districts from mandating them. And then again, we have nowhere yet where there's an intent to fully ban it. So again, we need a bill, and, and, and we have reams of data. I don't want to hear this thing from uh, these guys, oh, I'm not a scientist, I agree with you, but I don't have enough people to testify on my committee. We have reams of information on this now. More than anything, one-sided, slam dunk, all harm, no benefit. You cannot do that to a human being. And again, just from a legal standpoint, if a government can force a human being to take an affirmative action against their breathing holes. We talk about yellow stars, like the Nazis. But say what you want, that was on their lapel. It, it didn't cover your breathing hole. It wasn't physiological. This, th- th- this is unbelievable. Then there's nothing government can't do to you that needs to be stamped out. And private sector also. If we're going to make private sector take actions to accommodate you, so certainly they can't Say that you must take an action against your body that absolutely can never affect them, because if they want to wear a mask, let them do it. All public-private masking is banned, meaning requirement to wear a mask is banned. Um, no exceptions. I, I I can't find a bill like that in most red states. It's unbelievable. Make sure that is introduced. And by the way, if anyone tells you, "Oh, we're already past the deadline where you can introduce legislation," that's bull. Because the committee chairs always have, and leadership, they have shell bills in reserve. If they want, if something comes up later in the session that they want to pass, they pass it. Okay, so I don't want to hear that. Um, there's nothing more important than this. Moreover, it's a winning issue because the public is really, except for the crazies, have really turned on this. Now is the only time you're going to get this done. And I'll tell you, at a federal level, this is important too. You know, I think on Tuesday, they're going to vote on Massey's bill to ban the vaccine mandate on international travelers. So I I was saying, hey, you know, I I told Massey, I was like, hey, why not tack on an, an, an amendment to, while you're at it, ban the federal government from ever mandating masks on a plane? I was like that that would be so unpopular it would really put the Dems in a bind because believe it or not eight Senate Democrats not house senate that's a big percentage there uh last year I think twice uh one time in March voted um voted actually to end it that's how unpopular it is they would that's a vote they don't want to take I mean this would be a very unifying vote I don't know why they haven't done that I mean it's very rare that you have something this important that you actually have Dems that broke ranks and and it actually passed. It passed the Senate. Um, that was when Democrats had control of the House. But now that Republicans have control, this is something, if you're looking to put something on Biden's desk, put them very uncomfortable, create a huge inflection moment on this. Either you get this good policy finally in place or or you really crush them with the voters. This is it. But I think it was ruled not germane, which is stupid. Um, and then to do a standalone bill, you know, you need the 72-hour rules so they don't have – time to do it this week and then next week they're out again with their district work period like we have so much to do it's so stupid but you know at a minimum there's i'm gonna demand it and i'm gonna work on this there's no reason they shouldn't force a vote on that in two weeks um but more broadly this is why we need our teams in place um we have north dakota 1111 it's a bill that will in North Dakota uh representative jeff hoverson and again this is really brought to you by amber of my the leader of my north dakota team for really pushing this it prohibits the state from ever um account using cdc or who as a rationale for a public health intervention um and by the way a similar bill actually just passed by uh Jeanette Ward, our star player in Wyoming, uh, Wyoming House Bill four one three, it passed the Labor Committee five to four. There again, Republicans have an eight to one majority, but we got it passed. It's going to be very close on the floor. I need a Wyoming team leader to pressure those kind of Republicans in, in in between. But it's shocking how we struggle on issues like this. And you know what I'm hearing in North Dakota is they might want to take out the CDC. Only leaving the WHO. Why? Oh, we can't override the feds. This is their mentality. So the federal government's broken, we need national divorce, and yet we can't even get Republicans to kick the CDC when it's down, when everyone agrees they're, 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 they're a joke. I'm scared to say no to the feds. This is the mentality. This is the failure of the conservative movement for decades to patrol their own states, and I'm the first one on the ground on a lot of these issues. It's pathetic. So what happens is, see, if you have a 50-50 state, so you fight and, you know, Democrats will push leftist stuff, and gender studies and CRT and COVID fascism, oh, this is what's going on, everyone's upset, they vote them out. But what do you do when Republicans have like a 9-to-1 majority in, in the chambers and they're pushing it? But no one knows about it because they don't think twice because we already defeated the Democrats, right? So let's focus on Biden. Let's focus on everything else. When, in fact, you have Democrats that just run as Republicans. And I'm not talking about two or three of them. I'm talking about often the majority of the GOP conference is com- composed of these people. And, and you know, maybe we'll, we'll, we're, we'll go into this more uh, tomorrow because I'm running out of time. But when I say, you know, they're Democrats, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not talking about Mitch McConnell Republicans. I'm talking about li- like Susan Collins level Republicans, Lisa Murkowski level. Even worse, these people make Mitch McConnell look like like get like Barry Goldwater. Truly, you have no idea. These chambers are full of them, full of them. So, folks, we got to start thinking out of the box. Focus on the issues that matter in the way they matter. At the time they matter, the strategies that matter. Forward thinking, not backwards, not always playing catch-up. That's what we're doing here. I need you guys to join our teams. It's the most successful thing we've done. I actually had a great uh, conference call last night with our dozen or so state leaders, and things are really heating up. So again, if you're from those state teams, um, if you're from those 12 states, your names will be sent to our team leaders. We already have it. Uh, we need people who are willing to go to the legislative chambers, meet with the members, go to hearings, testify at hearings, uh, help with research, help with writing, help with uh, logistics. You know, a website, an email list, setting up a e- email uh, um, a distribution, all sorts of things that you could help with. If you're a lawyer, you're certainly going to be needed. So again, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, West Virginia, Iowa, North Dakota, Tennessee, Indiana, Nebraska, and Alaska, we already have. Um, If there's another GOP-controlled state you have not heard of, we need a leader, and hopefully we'll get there. And it's slow going, but we need irons in the fire for which God can bless our actions. If we don't see we want it, if we don't show God that we want it, Well, we're not deserving of his blessing. We have to show that we're at least going to fight for things. And then again, results are for him. At least we tried with the effort we had. But if we don't try, they win by acclamation. Nobody knows how they're screwing us. I have a whole bunch of stories tomorrow in Wyoming I want to talk about. They don't even know this is happening. We need to bring the outside sentiment in and the inside out. Tell people what's going on and then bring the sentiment for the majority of our voters on their backs to force a convert or die moment this is the most important thing we can be doing um you know because again if we cannot fix north dakota and wyoming folks you ain't fixing our military you ain't fixing the pentagon and you ain't fixing washington send me your comments questions concerns to daniel Hurwitz at startmail.com the twitter handle is at rm conservative If you'd be so kind to leave us a five star rating on iTunes, if you like the show and you haven't done so yet, um, and just, you know, leave a brief comment because it does help with the algorithms. Really appreciate your support. ConAction.network if you want to actually get involved in action. Until tomorrow, God bless y'all. Thank you for listening.